to Dance Matters Podcast. Hi. Today we are moving into the world of hip-hop. I'm going to be honest, I have never taken a hip-hop class in my life. But if I did, I would like our guest to be my teacher. Sabrina McCarthy is a dancer, choreographer and teacher. She has been teaching hip-hop since she was only 13. She has travelled internationally as a member of a number of hip-hop crews and has competed in international hip-hop competitions. She has won a huge amount of national and international titles and has even danced as a backup dancer for 50 Cent. Welcome, Sabrina McCarthy. Hi, Sabrina. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Woo-hoo. Now, Sabrina, can you give us some information about where your love of dancing all began? When I was younger, I like used to listen to a lot of different music at home and like with my family and all that stuff, and I just loved music. And then I kind of was like just would dance around the house and just wouldn't stop moving. Mum was like, she needs to start dancing. So she put me into a little studio, like a little home studio when I was young and yeah that's all I wanted to do literally when I wasn't at dancing that's all I would do so yeah just started with music I think and then I just got into it so what sort of dance training did you do as you were growing up I did all styles I did tap jazz ballet contemporary hip-hop everything and did you go into any training after you finished school I quit all of those styles besides hip-hop when I finished school and I went just into like full-on hip-hop training seven days a week that's all I did so yeah I kind of just decided that that was my favorite style the thing I resonated with at at that moment and yeah just went in. Now look me and hip-hop are not friends at the moment only because I don't know so much about hip-hop. Look I know you go to Evanbow if you want to do your contemporary you go to Brent Street if you want to do your commercial jazz where do you go if you want to get better at (laughs) hip-hop? I love that um I went to the House of Soul so and now I'm a choreographer and a teacher for them but that's where I went initially for all my hip-hop training. Um, they're the only studio in Australia, I believe, that does just hip-hop. And in my opinion, like there's a lot of studios that offer a lot of amazing hip-hop training, but they're the best, if not one of the best in the world. So, yeah, Tanika Westcombe was my like mentor there, and that's kind of the place to be, you know, the equivalent to like the commercials world and of the full-on training. So, yeah. Yeah, right. So you started teaching at a very young age. What led you into doing that? I started teaching yeah, when I was 13, I think, like just 13. My hip-hop teacher at the time quit at the studio I was dancing at, and I just like idolised her and was in every class I could be in, and the owner of the studio at the time said, I don't know, he saw kind of something in me and was like, would you like to be interested in learning how to teach and taking over some of the junior classes? So I did that, and um, after that, he offered me the job when I was probably like 14 of teaching the adults and the older class and that's literally how it started. I just got into it. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's pretty amazing for a young person to be doing. Yeah, I was teaching people a lot older than me so I kind of had to grow up in that way real fast but it was awesome. I'm grateful for it. Did they accept that okay? Like that you were younger and you were teaching the older people? The hardest part I think was being so young and teaching young ones as well mm-hmm. because when I was like probably only like three or four years older than a lot of them, they couldn't see that I was like an authority role. So I struggled with that, not being their friend at first. But the older ones were fine. I think they kind of respected that I took it on and kind of supported me. So I was lucky to be in that position. So You did all of the kind of styles, but you decided to focus on hip hop. What do you love mm. about that style? I think the music and the freedom within it, like because everything was kind of at that time evolving. So like, People were either very into like one style or like 
thinking that hip hop was just hip hop, but for me, I was exposed to so many things within that one genre. So like all the ha- like the styles in it, house popping, go like all the foundations and stuff. I didn't think existed. You know, I wasn't open to it. So. I kind of got into this world of it and just like clung to it and I was just fascinated and yeah it still fascinates me there's so much to it so now you've danced as a member of a couple of dance crews can you tell us about that yes I was in an all-girls team called Genetic they're basically me and my seven best friends and we traveled the world doing competitions performing we had a lot of professional gigs in Australia as well and then I was also in Soul Fam dance crew we same type of thing but we ended up doing like a travel team which brought together dancers from uh, like new zealand all around australia they had to audition and we competed in other countries overseas and i've just had a lot of experience in crew work and kind of traveling with it all but it's amazing it's like nothing else like working as a team and, you know training till 4am and like the crazy things that we do but yeah it's really special so for those people in the hip-hop know what are some of the competitions that you've been involved in i love those people in hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> i love that hip-hop international hhi that's kind of like the olympics of hip-hop for crews uh dance of paradise is the competition in mexico it's my favorite it's just incredible uh, battlegrounds which is also like a big asia pacifica one and yeah they're probably like the top three big ones so where are some of the countries that dancing has taken you oh well, I've been to Mexico, America a lot of times, like all around there. I go every year. I've been there pretty much every year since I was about 15. I've been to Asia, like China, New Zealand a lot, Europe, yeah, most continents. <laughs> Do you have a favourite one you like to dance in? Yes, I love, personally for me, training-wise and kind of where I've seen the most like growth come from and result is LA, you know, going there like for a month or so and taking like a lot of classes or doing programs. I had a scholarship at one point in New York for about a month when I was like 17 and just the feeling that I got after that and the inspiration and just the quality of teachers and like it's as real as it gets, you know, over there. That's the industry and the training programs. They're all people where I admire to be. So yeah, it's probably my favorite place to train. So if you're a hip hopper and you want to go somewhere to really excel in your craft, that would be where you would head? Yeah, definitely Los Angeles and opportunity wise as well that's just all that work over there that we don't really get anywhere else in the world so yeah i definitely recommend that there's a lot of like incredible dance camps i've done around the world as well which provide incredible training but if you want to kind of set up somewhere to like for your career yeah suggest there so these days you're doing a bit of teaching a bit of workshop choreography and things what are you primarily doing with dance at the moment at the moment i'd say like i dabble in like a lot of it like my main thing that I've been doing is choreography so for like companies um shows uh studios I'm a teacher I teach pretty much every day of the week at studios in Sydney but yeah workshops and then I also have jobs as a dancer as well you know but yeah it just depends on the season it goes kind of up and down but yeah just in and out of all of that type of stuff now in the hip-hop world when you're choreographing for troops and for solos do you ever see some kids doing moves that you think are probably inappropriate for that certain age group definitely i like am very conscious of when i choreograph like the first of all music choice is huge second is like costumes and third yeah is the movement i definitely see a lot of like little babies like who are like eight years old doing stuff that like is way beyond their years and a lot of them are very capable of 
like the younger generation is mental now you know like their capabilities and their execution but like you can stay away from the mature content but i definitely see yeah a lot of that at a Stedford and stuff like that so sometimes you do see i think some kids have no idea about the context of the song that they're actually dancing to is it important to you to come up with a good song that they can relate to as well yeah always my my mentor that i have who's like taught me how to teach basically she always guided us and said like you have to before you teach like a junior class or a kids dance or anything you need to be listening to what you're actually choreographing so it's so important because it's your work that represents you and your morals as well so so is it possible to choreograph a really awesome hip-hop routine that has really good hip-hop content but doesn't have any of that maybe inappropriate moves for a younger child 100 percent, and it's actually very easy you just have to be conscious and you just have to care to be honest and put the work in and the effort to maybe find stuff that is more appropriate you know yeah awesome now in your career what have been some of the highlights for you well i had a big a big kind of year the last well kind of six months the last six months that I've had a lot of things I like work towards or like you know we train towards for our whole life kind of just happens in, in a short amount of time you know I choreographed my first overseas like international show in New Zealand called Spotlight I went and did a piece for that show in November and something I like as a hip-hop choreographer or urban choreographer I wanted to be a part of for a long time it's amazing uh dance for 50 cent which was just incredible like so grateful for that it was really really cool and the whole experience itself was really like just perfect like everything you know you hear so much in the industry about different backup dancing jobs and stuff but it was amazing um so I got to do that um I went to Macau for the, a New Year's show and I got to dance for an artist over there called Chris Lee. She's kind of like Asia's version of Beyonce. But yeah, we did a New Year's show for her, which was incredible as well. I got to do some of my first like big international teaching jobs in China. But yeah, there's a lot. And you know, like just competing overseas with my teams and stuff have been highlights for me. They're just some of the best moments of my life. So. Yeah. Yeah, right. 50 Cent. Now, that is a name I certainly know. What was he like dancing for? He was awesome. We only met him just before we went on stage, but I remember the feeling of dancing, like standing out the back practicing what we were doing just before we went on, and his um, manager came up to us and said, do you want to come meet him? Like, he wants to meet you guys, and we went into his little tent, and he had all his chains on, and he's so tall, and I was just like, he just gave us a big hug, and he was like, you ready to kill it? And I was like, absolutely, and he just like, was really encouraging, and lovely, and just the energy, like being on stage with him, and G-Unit, his team, was the most mental feeling I've ever felt in my life, just, I could do that every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) What's the process like when you're a backup dancer for someone like that? You get the routine given to you, or you have to work on choreographing it? One of my, like, greatest friends, Alicia, she choreographed, she got the job as the choreographer and she choreographed it all. We had to do about five sets, so five of his songs. We learned it all in about three days, I think, and they all went for like four minutes. It's crunch time. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure and they ask every time you learn something, you have to film it and send it straight away. Even if you're not confident with it, you have to be. I learned a lot from it, but like you thrive off it. You know, we thrive off that pressure and that hunger. But yeah, they kind of ask for the footage and then you learn all the choreo and then you just, the next day we went off to the event, went did it on stage and then performed. So it happens really fast. It's 
a fast process. Yeah, right. Such a quick turnaround. So they've been the highlights. What have been some of the challenges that you've faced in your career? I think for a lot of artists, one of the main things that can kind of challenge us or we face a lot is doubt. Like you compare yourself to other artists and I know that it's grown a lot in the last couple of years, but there's always been kind of like an ideal looking dancer or a type of dancer and what you should be or like you won't get this job because you're through this or whatever so I think like for myself like within my own self I used to that used to play on my mind a lot and I had to get over that insecurity within it or ideal kind of view of what everyone thought you should had to be really fast like probably two years ago I was like okay now I want to be doing this and that's my own thing and it's such a thing that is so hard for a lot of dancers but yeah that was probably like the hardest thing and it still comes up and you know the fact that there's always someone better than you you know that's always a thing but that's what makes us as great as we are so I think that's probably the main thing. It's interesting because Brad Green mentioned that self-doubt as well it's funny because you see dancers as these really confident people who go out there and put on this amazing show but deep down they still have the same insecurities everyone else does. Yeah and that's our job you know is to make what we to look easy or look like nothing and even like I know for me some of the biggest like jobs of my life and you're still standing there like oh my god should I ever be here like am I good enough like to be representing this brand or this artist because our job is to compare and like be amazing you know so that's always in the back of our mind but I think you just gotta have a strong mind and a strong heart and really like value yourself so can I ask, you talked about feeling like you don't fit the ideal body type. Were you ever told by a job or someone that you didn't fit into what they were wanting for a dancer? Not me, like specifically, but I had a lot of friends around me in that time when I was kind of getting into more of that work who we would conversate about that a lot, you know, and like even agencies, like it's not even the job half the time, especially like since I moved to Sydney, it's the conversation of I don't think this agency is going to sign me because I don't have their look. Mm -hmm. And I need to do this so that I get signed to here. The industry in that way has evolved so much, especially over in the States and stuff. There's people of all sizes, like genders, like races, getting jobs for Nike campaigns that you would never even think that they would be able to get. But they're starting to value that more. So Yeah, and how good is that that that's changing? Oh, it's amazing. And that's absolutely how it should be. Yeah. So that's obviously one change you've seen in the dance industry. Have you seen any others during your time? I think in the last probably like three, two, three years, it's a great thing. The community in Australia, how, like this is Australia specifically, how it connected and come together and the support that has really kind of gelled in the last couple of years, you know, in between the hip hop world and the commercial world, every world, you know, everyone's really trying to band together and there's people creating dance shows with like Steven Santos for example he has a show and it's got uh, contemporary dancers it's got hip-hop dancers in it you know it's really kind of the lines are blurring a little bit more but it's a great so that's like a really positive change I think that's happened in the last couple years I think like in regards to jobs and stuff like that it's not really a negative it's just something I notice is a lot of the jobs that are being booked are still being booked by the same people all the time Mm -hmm. and that's like that's not a change but I think there needs to be a change in that you know there's very little jobs in Australia on a certain platform yeah I think from my point of view I'd like to see a shift in maybe like more opportunity for other people because I have so many friends I know that are such an equal level as people getting those things but they don't get a look in because they're just not the same face so 
that's something I think I would like to see change. But You've travelled a bit with your hip-hop. Have you noticed that there's more opportunities in other countries than Australia for professional dancers? I think as a choreographer, Australia is great because there's so much teaching work, choreography work, and you can kind of create whatever you want and there's resources for that. But definitely, like, overseas or places I've travelled, there's, there's kind of more to be a part of or there's more going on for people to have work in. So I suppose it's just like those pioneers in other places that are creating more opportunities for people to be a part of. But I've definitely noticed that in like Europe and stuff like that especially. I was going to say with that fusion of dance styles, I mean, I've noticed a few when I've watched some, I'm like, hmm, is that contemporary? No, they're doing some hip-hop moves. As a genuine hip-hopper, are you okay with the lines blurring? Are you happy to move between the styles or do you like to keep it very traditional? No, I love being not in a box. You know, I think I have always strived to be as versatile as I can and I'm really grateful for all the training I had since I'm five years old, you know, doing every style I could and then shifting into just the hip-hop world, I knew for myself for my soul as well, I just was always hungry for more. So I would try and learn as many styles as I could while within that style and still hold on to everything I've learned. Um, so I think now that I'm older and have kind of discovered my style, I suppose, more, um, I hold like pride in that, knowing that you can't really define like what style it is. I just do whatever I want, really. So I love it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. What are some of the current projects you're working on? I have a brand. I just created a brand, a clothing brand called Artistic Athlete. And it's basically a hobby, but something that I just love and that, you know, it's kind of a little small business now. It's like hoodies and sweatpants and just clothes that I want to wear and that my friends want to wear. So it's kind of turned into a little business. And I'm releasing that like first round of merch soon. And then also I have a little program thing called Lounge Labs, which is like a collaboration series for artists. We kind of meet up, choreograph just to dance. You know, we often get like so caught up in like just choreographing for class or video, but it's just for us and um then we just share the work and i don't know have to inspire people and so some clothing merchandise where can that people get a hold of that i have an instagram page called artistic athlete brand and in the next week or two i'll be putting up the pre-order sales on there i'm just releasing the basics range on that first and then so you can get it very cool <laughs> why do you think kids should learn hip-hop i think it's just so much fun it's just the most well, for myself, I knew I just had the best time and it's so, it's kind of comical sometimes and for kids, it's such a release in that way, you know, they just get to be the craziest version of themselves, provided their teacher lets them have like that freedom. The music's awesome, like you can just go mental to it, it just makes you feel really good, I think. It's just such a release for kids and we just have the best time. I love teaching kids hilarious what is the hardest thing about teaching people hip-hop i think people think they can get to kind of be really fast so rather than like putting in the work like because there's still it's like ballet you know there's a foundation to it you can't just put your leg up above your head with perfect technique without learning hip-hop's the same thing if you people just want to learn these like tiktok dances or like random dances off the internet which is so fun but if you want to do it, you can't just learn choreography. You have to have a foundation under it. You have to learn how to actually move your body. So 
I think that's something that especially when I teach kind of like the older generation who's like around my age and they're just starting out as experts to just be able to do it but you need to have those basics. What advice would you give for dancers wanting to improve their hip hop? Take as many classes of as many styles as you can and get into foundation classes you know learn how to groove learn how to pop learn how to house like it's all part of the choreography that you learn that all comes from that. And, like, just be open to as much. Learn from anyone, everyone. Train at home, everything. It's like any style. Just put in the work. I have never been trained in hip-hop. What would be the basic moves I should start with? Start with. I love that. Start with, like, a good bounce. Like, just get your body bouncing. Figure out, like, heaps of ways that your body can move. Down into the ground, you've got to bend those knees. Just stuff like that. Bending your legs, like, really using, like, your bounce when you're dancing just do what the music tells you i suppose i've just spent so long teaching her to straighten her knees now you're telling me to get her to bend them (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) the current situation yeah keep those legs straight (laughs) unless the hip-hop song's on (laughs) so the current situation exactly you are in isolate well we're all sort of in isolation at the moment what has the current situation meant for you personally um i so i'm from queensland I'm from the Sunshine Coast, which is where I am now. Um, I chose to come back here when they closed all the borders and stuff. Obviously, I live in Sydney, so I'm here until life starts back, basically. So until my work and all my teachings back or opportunities are open again, that's when go happens for me, you know. So I don't teach at any studios anymore. Um, I'm doing online classes, like tutorials for a lot of studios, but obviously I'm physically not there. So I'm just really using this time now to kind of reset, you know, our lives are crazy as dance parents or dancers or any any part we have in that world. So I'm really just trying to find the time to work on myself and take online classes for me too, work on my projects, but I'm just really missing like being in a room full of people, you know, doing what we love. I think that's the hardest part of it all and thrive off that like human connection and yeah, I miss my kids too. I miss like teaching all at my studios and everything. But how it is right now. Yeah, the human connection is definitely something that I think we struggle without. Yeah, oh, 100% what we thrive off, you know. Okay, so I've got, a, just to lighten the mood, this is my, yeah. my version of the dinner party question. You have, to go yes. into lock, you have to go into lockdown with five people. They can be alive or from the past. Who would those five people be? Oh, my God, you put me on the spot. <laughs> my three best friends, T, Shari and Cody, Kerry Milne and Zach Milne. There you go. It was interesting the other day, BJ was thinking outside the square. He uh, decided he definitely needed a chef to cook his meals. A chef? Yeah. <laughs> I just think of all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> who you actually want to hang out with. Yeah, whoever I just want to like live or die with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Future goals and dreams. Once, once this all gets back to normal... What are your dreams and ambitions? Oh, I have a billion. I find it really hard sometimes actually honing in on one and how to get to one because I just want to do so many things. I, you know, I got a bit of a taste of traveling and teaching at the start of the year and I just was like, oh my God, give me more. I really want to just push for that more you know I'm trying to grow my craft now and all of this and try to get better and be better and just like hopefully get more of that opportunity. I just really crave like traveling and connecting with people and being able to share everything i've learned and then also like the backup dancing stuff i love that so 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 much just going for those opportunities more and also just growing 
this clothing stuff I'm doing, I really love it and enjoy it. And yeah, I just want to work on that more. But yeah, I'm just open to anything and everything, but just working really hard to get things that I know I want. Awesome. If people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? The best way is probably Instagram, Sab McCarthy. That's where I'm, you know, most contactable. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for dropping in for a chat with us. Thank you, guys. appreciate you. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Thank you. It's been great talking to you. You too. Remember to catch up with all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. We would love to hear any feedback from you. Thank you so much for joining us. Try and use this time to recharge, refresh and find those things that are really important to you. We are all going to be so grateful to go back to our lives that I know I'll never take another dance class or opportunity to perform for granted again. Thanks again for joining us. Stay safe, stay home and share our podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.